This is Donnell Davis. Welcome to the Soften Podcast for Divine Feminine Leaders. To soften is to receive fully all of who you are, to own your dark side so it doesn't own you. Your dark is your divinity awakening to radically know yourself. Together, we will restore majesty on this earth. Your queendom awaits. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited. I have a special guest today that I am just thrilled to have on. I'm going to do a quick intro so you can get a feel for her. Her name is Linda Cormier, and she is a CEO of a multi-million dollar international wellness company. She's a sought-out expert in leadership and personal development, a mother to two children, and the only female speaker to facilitate the number one team-building event in the United States. Linda was recently selected as one of the top 10 women from around the globe to be featured in an upcoming PBS documentary, Women Who Are Creating a New Paradigm in Business, and was also featured recently in the Boston Globe. Welcome, Linda. I'm so excited to have you here. And just reading your bio, I can just feel all the energy and all the power behind it. And then you're up to some big, amazing stuff (laughs) in this world. So I want you to kind of tell me a little bit about the company, you know, that you're a part of, that you're a CEO of, and just um, what your journey has been getting, you know, starting out as a female entrepreneur and getting into the position that you're at right now. Well, I think the thing that's interesting is that I've had this premise for as long as I can remember that businesses don't grow, people grow and they take the business with them. Mm, I love that. And so a big part of my journey has been in teaching leadership and team building. And so the same principles that I used to go and speak at other companies when I would be hired to go and train those people, I brought that into our company. And I recognize creating a culture from the very beginning of cooperation, of collaboration, not competition, but all of that, the spirit of that leadership and team and personal growth and development, that's what I brought to our company mm-hmm. with our corporate team, as well as the representatives who you know represent our products. And so it's been a real joy to be able to build that with that culture, you know, yeah. that, that it's, it's undeniable. The culture is undeniable and I'm very unapologetic about love being the guiding force behind everything I've ever done. Mm, I love that. And how do you, how do you bring that love element into the culture and all the leadership stuff that you do? Well, um, that's a good question. And I'll, I'll defer back. I was being interviewed when I was like decades ago. I was, what's one tip for success. Mm -hmm. And if I had one tip, what would it be? And I said, just open your mouth and your heart at the same time. If you do that, you can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. I knew that that was applicable in business. I knew it's applicable in relationships. I knew it's applicable in parenting. And it seemed to land really well. People were like, oh my gosh, open your heart and your mouth at the same time. I love that. And we got t-shirts made and it was like this great thing, but nobody was doing it. Oh, interesting. Were they too scared, do you think? Well, it took me a while to figure it out. (laughs) It took me years to figure out, like, if it's such great advice and no one uses it, then it's not great advice. So what I kind of deferred to, or what I understood is that I work with a lot of women of all ages, men too, but a lot of women. And so really it's about them, not just finding their voice, not just using their voice, but trusting their voice. Yeah. And so that became the big part. Like when you open your mouth and your heart at the same time, you have to have trust. Yes. Yes. I always talk about that. I always, 
I'm uh, trauma certified. And so in my work that I do as a practitioner, and I feel like if we don't feel safe in our bodies, it's hard to open up. And then that's where, you know, not being able to speak our truth or show up in a meeting, let's just say that's stressful and really feel grounded to speak up all those things, um, all that, you know, past trauma, past history that lives in our body comes up. So I could see how, you know, getting women to feel comfortable expressing love, you know, especially at work probably was such um, a transition from what they might've been used to. But what it feels like you're saying is like, you're in trying to empower them to be really connected to themselves. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, it's interesting when I say that love is the guiding force and that that would be hard for women to open up to express love. It's, you know, love is dimensional. Love mm -hmm. is seeking to serve. Yes. Love is non-judgment. Mm -hmm. And so in the workplace, when I say we're guided by love, it's like, well, we're guided by solving problems. We're guided by collaborating and not competing. We're guided by expressing positive feelings like I love your energy or you make such a difference on this team or I can't imagine what it would be like to not have you here that's just positive thoughts that as women I think sometimes um yeah we're just raised many of us I mean I don't know but the way that I was raised and even what probably I did with my own daughters it's like all about kindness and sharing and accommodating and at a certain point there's a difference between being accommodating and being a doormat. Right. So it's, it's the people pleasing, right? Have you right. seen that a lot in business when you're training people that there's yes. a lot of people pleasing and getting, you know, out of that paradigm where we're constantly like, okay, I'm going to do this just to make this other person happy. But in reality, it's not congruent for us. Yes. And so it's about balancing, learning how to be cooperative, but there's a difference between being cooperating with somebody and always acquiescing to somebody else's opinion. So mm -hmm. how do you learn to share your opinion to be what, what I did teach my girls um, that they're now adults, 25 and 23, nice. is to be confident, but not arrogant. Mm, I love that. And so it's a lot about balance. You know, it's finding that balance. And I feel like that goes back to what you were saying about trust, having the people that you're training in your company trust it sounds like you're saying maybe you didn't you don't use this word but their intuition you know trust oh, that totally. right and so is that well, something <laughs> i know a lot of people are like kind of afraid to use that word sometimes and they'd rather say instinct no, or something no, like that I, what, do you, what do you think about that i have been teaching for over 30 years that thinking is highly overrated Oh, and that we have got to trust our intuition and our gut. And there's actually research that proves that sometimes just deferring straight to logic and data points um, is not as accurate or effective as it is to trust your, your gut. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, the thing is, we've all, as women, we've all been there where either we've been heartbroken or we've been through something. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't know if I can trust my gut because I trusted my gut and it got me in this situation. And now can I still trust it? And the answer is yes. Just like everything else that so you have to do some fine tuning and self-reflection. And, but I think it's much more important to be able to trust your intuition and listen to it. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you we're giving the example of somebody that's been, you know, gotten their heart broken and all this. And it's like, can I trust myself? And I always say, one of the things I teach is 
a lot of the times we're choosing situations from our wounding, from our past. And so even though our intuition might be like popping up a red flag or two, it's, it's something like in us overrides that because it's this feeling of like, maybe we have to learn this soul lesson. And it doesn't mean that we're not highly intuitive. It's just means for some reason, we, you know, from our wound is giving, you know, the universe is giving us an opportunity to heal that wound. So we go through that experience and it doesn't mean that necessarily our intuition is off. It's just sometimes, right. you know, we're yeah, supposed to learn I, something. I think what happens too, is if we do have something happen either to us or it feels like it happens to us, right? If we've been through whatever, some kind of heartbreak or tragedy or something or trauma, I mean, to your point, I think what happens is we, if I, I talk about the, the dirt road, when you're driving a car on a dirt road, the tire tracks make these grooves. And that's what happens in our brain. And so the more we think about it and the more we relive it, these tire tracks are just getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And so then when you're trying to connect to your true core and your true essence, and now you're driving and you're not in those grooves, it feels like not comfortable. It feels like, well, this isn't what I've known. And so you start doubting that. Mm -hmm. And the truth is you're just kind of moving out of those grooves that have gotten deeper and deeper by revisiting and, and you know, the, the, the self-talk that we can do. So yeah, it's just all part of the fun journey. You know, that's why we were born with so much stuff is because it's the journey of life right to figure it out and to grow and evolve and move so through. much so much so and I feel like what I love and what I'm hearing you say too is that being an entrepreneur being in business is part of our journey in life it's a spiritual journey I don't know if you feel that way but I I definitely feel my entrepreneurial journey has taught me so much. I've had so many different ways that I've gotten to see myself. So do you feel like it's a spiritual journey to get to be in this, you know, leadership that you're teaching and all that stuff? Well, I believe every minute of our day is a spiritual journey. I love that. I, would so, agree. I mean, I, I invite people when I work, when I do events, when we could do events, you know, before know. all of this and I love live events and having a room full of people and I'll invite them just for the time being, if, even if you don't have this belief, just for the time being, believe with me this, that you are legitimately a star wrapped in skin. Mm -hmm. You have inside of you the essence and the magnificence of creation inside of you. And therefore, everything that you do is spiritual, you know, that everything that you do is allowing that essence to shine and to break through and to evolve. And, and so I think, yes, there's no way that I could lead my life without recognizing that it's a spiritual journey. And I think part of the work that I have started doing more of now is helping people recognize how so many things are connected to that. But I, I also think that with that concept that we're a star wrapped in skin and that we are required to be here, we're required, that there's both a responsibility and a privilege that comes along with that. So oh, we yeah. have a responsibility to allow that to shine and to be and do who we're meant to do. And it's also a privilege not to be squandered. Oh, 100%. I, I feel like that's goes back to what you were saying earlier about being of service. You know, we have these unique, I call them soul, soul codes, like gifts, these things that make us yeah. 
you know, so much, so, so much ourselves that we get to give to the world. And I see too many people are so, especially women are so afraid to show up in those gifts and their purpose. And it's unfortunate. And I think more are awakening to the fact that that's what they're here on this planet to do. Um, my, I have, I want to ask you like, what has your spiritual journey been? I'm so curious. Cause you see, you seem deeply connected to your heart and your body and your truth. So what has been your spiritual journey? You know, it's funny. I haven't told this story very often, but I'll oh, share good. it. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> um, when I was eight years old, I was in third grade mm -hmm. and I was at a Catholic school. My, my, I have such a gift of my dad was Jewish okay. and an only child. My mom was from Nicaragua, from Central America, wow. and one of nine. Wow. So when they got married, I ended up in private school because my mom's side of the family was Catholic. And I remember being in third grade, in eighth, um, eight years old, and there was a song that they were teaching us. Mm -hmm. And it said, have you ever looked at this, a stranger and seen the face of your brother? Oh, if so, then you've seen Jesus and, you know, obviously it was Roman Catholic. So we were learning mm -hmm. about Jesus and the Holy spirit and all that. But the profound moment for me was I literally took that. And I remember coming home from school and telling my mom, do you know that every stranger is our brother? <laughs> and from that moment on, I saw basically humanity as my family. Wow. And that's probably where my spiritual um, moment happened, I guess, um, because nothing else, there was no, there was no religions. There was no boxes like, oh, you're Episcopalian or you're Jewish or you're whatever. There was, none of that was relevant. Mm -hmm. What was relevant is that I was part of this amazing family. And so that when I meet people, I joke around if I do an event, I was doing an event for a women's charity and I, all these people and they were from all walks of life. And some of them were like CEOs that were like 10 times bigger companies than mine to women that were in transition from moving out of an abused center, you know, or um, shelter to go back into the workplace. And so I told them at the beginning, I was like, I know I'm going to love you. So I'm just going to start out doing it anyways. Oh, I love that. Basically to the whole room. And that's kind of how I've lived my life. I know I'm going to love them anyways. So why not just start out that way? Mm -hmm. And a few people have proved me wrong. Well, <laughs> a few of people course. have been there to challenge that, yeah. but I'd rather start out this way. Wow. And I, I love what you're saying. And as far as bringing that into your work culture, because I'm sure that translates into everything that you do. Yeah. I feel like women you know, oftentimes get indoctrinated into such a patriarchal society of like, okay, I have to, you know, force and work hard and, you know, compete and show up in this way. And then here you are like leading the way. And you're like, let's lead with love. We're all equals, you know, is what I hear you saying. We're, we're family. How, you know, when you see a woman in that energy, what do you do to help her shift? Like how quickly do you see that shift, you know, within, within her? Well, I, I've always said that our greatest gift to the world is our example. Mm -hmm. And so I think that first and foremost, my example of not leading with an energy of competition and like um, the hard rule and the fast fist, like that, 
that isn't the way that I've led anything in my life, my family, my businesses, my never. And so I think first and foremost, by example, Mm -hmm. that you can lead with grace. And I think it's one of our privileges as women that we have the ability to connect to grace and we have an ability to connect to um, more of a nurturing energy. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother always just said, it's a privilege to be a woman. And, and, and my grandmother on my dad's side, but I think my dad taught me something really important when I was younger that um, if you provide value, you don't ever have to worry about money. And so mm-hmm. I think sometimes women in business are thinking about what they have to get, the revenue that they have to generate. And if you can correlate it to providing value. And that's what he taught me. If you provide value, the money will come. Mm -hmm. So my focus has always been that directed. Like how can we exceed expectations? How can we give more for this amount of money? And rather than how can we get? I love that. That's huge. Yeah. I think I didn't realize how huge it was. I was really young when I learned that from my dad, but it is, it's so critical. Oh, yeah. And in the industry that I'm in, as far as, you know, you're, you said you do coaching too. Um, the, it, it feels like the whole industry is based on like, num- you know, it's like, even though it's supposed to be of service, it just feels like I, how do you make this much per month? How do you do these things? And it doesn't always feel like it goes back to value and service. It feels like it's like, you know, trying to get people running through programs and stuff. So I love, and I a hundred percent agree with you. And that's how I run my business too but I feel like there's so many young women getting into this industry and there's this, you know, kind of Instagram lifestyle, you know, where everybody's like, look at me and look how much money I'm making. And it's like, we're getting away from what's really important. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, that's why I tend to attract young, um, I'm 56. You are? Yes. Gorgeous. You look amazing. Thank you. Thank I would you. have never thought it, it helps. It helps that I run a wellness company and I have access to really good wellness products. Seriously. Um, uh, I appreciate that very much. I feel, I feel um, younger than my age, you know, so I appreciate that you say I look younger, but I think that younger women, I, I, I do attract in my coaching programs because I do less one-on-one coaching and more group things. Um, but I think I do attract women like 25 to 45 because I have the experience of running the companies and I have that experience, but I will never tell someone I'm going to teach you how to use Instagram or I'm going to teach you, you know, the algorithms behind ads on Facebook or whatever, that is not my area at all. Mm -hmm. But what I can and do teach is how to recognize that miraculousness that's inside of you that only you can bring to the world. How do you treat that as a privilege and a responsibility that you, you have to bring that out. It's like a puzzle piece and it's missing unless you bring that out. The world needs it now more than ever. That I can help them stay connected to that purpose and, and believe in what they're doing and help navigate some of the business nuances, but the social media stuff that is so far. And I do it. I mean, I have someone right. who helps me and I have fun. I take, yeah. you know, I have fun. And sometimes I feel really special, you know, and they're like lay down on the bed and lay you know, like, uh, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that sounded funny. Lay down on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's very special. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about 
<laughs> we were out in Joshua Tree and there was like this outdoor thing. That's what I had in my mind. Oh my God, that's so funny. I love it. <laughs> oh, I, and I, you just, you just sassed up the podcast a little bit. I love it. I love it. Oopsie. Yeah. No, it is funny. It's, it, you know, with the young entrepreneurs, they do feel like there's this need to like, I got to figure out the strategy. I got to know the algorithm or, you yeah. know, for social media. And it's interesting because I, myself, you know, being a mentor in this industry, I have built my business all on referrals. And now I'm more like, okay, it's time that I'm more on social media. But yeah. one of the things I, I try and do is never, you know, look at what everybody else is doing and try and compete. Cause it's, it's, it's maddening and it's such a waste of energy. So when you have these young women, if you had somebody that was like in one of your groups and she's saying to you, okay, I feel like I have these gifts, but I just don't know how to get started using them or how to like feel, um, confident enough to use them. What would you say to her? I would ask, you know, you know, coaching is about asking questions. So I would ask her, what do you want to do? Like, talk to me about the person that's going to be on the receiving end of your gift. What's it going to mean to them? Mm -hmm. If it's a product you're developing, what's it going to mean to them? How is it going to make a difference in their life? If it's, if you're coaching, if that's your vocation or whatever, it's like, what's it going to mean to the other person? What's it going to mean if you don't live into your gifts? Mm -hmm. Who's going to get shortchanged? Yeah. I so I would that. ask those kind of questions, mm -hmm. um, but I would say really quick, because I think it's so important about looking at social media and, and this idea of, of comparing, you know, because we can all fall into that. And one of the things I teach a lot, and it's, I didn't ever have to reference it to social media. Mm -hmm. I just talked about it in business in general, is that when you see something and you go, wow, that's amazing. Our natural inclination is to compare ourselves and we compare our weaknesses to someone else's strengths. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. So what I encourage people to do is if you see something on social media and you're like, wow, that's amazing. And you start feeling like that, ask yourself the question, what can I learn? What do I want to model? And what do I not want to model? Like, mm -hmm. and not modeling like posing, but what can I learn from what they're doing? Oh, I like the fact that the Instagram is all color coordinated. I think that looks kind of cool. I'm not going to compare mine, but I'm going to go back and to the person who's helping me because I'm totally inept. I'm going to say, you know what I really liked? I saw in this one that they do this color coding thing. And it seems like they mm. do one color for six weeks and then they shift to another. What do you think about that? So if you see something not stealing it, Right. But model, model some of the attributes. Most of the most importantly, model the mindset. Hundred mm -hmm. percent. And I, it's so interesting when you say that because it, I find that when I look at somebody's account, like if I saw somebody and I'm like, oh my god, look at what she's up to in the world. That is so amazing. And whatever it may be, it's usually something, a way that they're running their business, or it's the energy behind their business that I can feel that I'm like, oh, I just love that. And I always say that person just gave me permission to show up just a little bit bigger and brighter because oh, they're like, awesome. yeah, because they're like the living example of something that's out there that I didn't even realize, yeah. you know, that maybe I wanted to step in as well, you know, and I, it's funny because 
part of my, you know, mission with this podcast is that women own their darkness, you know, so we're so great about being in the light and focusing on the light and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, the competition, like that's almost like a dark energy sometimes. And it doesn't mean that it's bad. Right. But it's like that shadow within us. Right. So I'm just so curious um, because you are so positive and I love that, but like, how do you handle like the challenging, difficult times in your, you know, that have happened to you or like that happen currently, like what is your go-to to handle that kind of stuff that feels a little bit darker and heavier sometimes? Uh, people. Support. My go-to is people. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I start talking about, and I, I didn't realize until 2020 um, how deeply that I can feel the feels of things. You know, there's been a few times in my life where there's been really bad news mm-hmm. and like on TV, there's some terrible thing. I can remember several years ago, my daughter was in high school and I was just curled up in a ball in bed at like three in the afternoon. She came home, she was probably 16 or 17. And she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong, mommy? I'm like, I just, did you hear about the news? Did you hear about what happened? And, and she, and she's mommy, bad things happen in the world. Like you can't just crumble, but I realized in those moments when I feel like just so disillusioned by something that's happened in the world or to me, you know, I can Mm -hmm. reflect back on my own life and what has been the saving, the saving moments for me have been connection with people. Mm. It's either reaching out to my friend who I know loves me through and through, or my daughter who will just say, then cry. If you need to cry for an hour, then cry for an hour. But recognizing that our emotions are like visitors when they come in you know that concept the roomy have you ever heard that roomy yeah 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 yeah. the guest house it's that and and when i i don't remember that exactly but i love i mean so many things that have come from roomy are woven into different things that we i think all teach but you know you'd clean up afterwards and that's the part where um, you know, I guess one of my gifts is to have that reset button Oh yeah, and to feel it and to just allow myself to feel it. But then this is the beginning of a new day, every, you know, this beginning of a new minute, this is, and so, but people, I would say when I'm in a dark place, what saves me is knowing that I am connected to something much bigger than myself and that this is everything happens for my good and benefit. And then talking to people. I love that because I think we all need support, right? And what you just said about, you know, seeing it as happening for you in some way versus to you, you know, because it's so easy, especially in how the world has been, you know, transpiring and all the things to kind of lose sight of that and to feel like, oh gosh, you know, you're mentioning, you know, you feel a lot of stuff. And I always say that's like, you know, we're empathetic or we're empaths and we're feeling what's going on in the world. And it's so important to, I call it, have energetic hygiene and (laughs) move out of our energy, what's not ours. Right. And then to really love ourselves and have so much compassion for when we are overwhelmed with things and let ourselves feel it. And so as a very successful woman, I love that you're saying this because to me, that's part of divine feminine leadership. We can't just 
bypass, you know, what's going on within us. We have to feel it because that's what's going to make us more resilient. And it doesn't always stay. Like, that's what I think people, you know, a lot of women that I work with are like, I'm just so afraid to feel that because if I feel it, I feel like it's going to be like a tidal wave that's going to knock me over. And I'm like, it may for a little bit, but you can withstand it. And your body is, you know, like you've been saying is so miraculous and can learn how to hold that for you. And then it will move, you know, the wave will recede, it'll go back. And so I love that all the things that you just said, because I feel like that, you know, when we're, um, you know, going to our next level in life, let's just say, like if there's the next level of what you want to be and we have to expand, I think part of it is just going back to what we were saying earlier. It's like being able to feel safe. Yeah. Being able to feel it all, you know, and not give up at the first sight of like a challenge or obstacle. Cause I do, I don't know if you see that with some of the women that you work with that are younger, but they say to me sometimes like, oh my gosh, Don, nobody liked this. Or I put this out and nothing happened or all these kinds of, and, and I'm like, our, you know, mission has to be so much louder than our ego. Yeah. Right. Cause our ego is like, no, you can't do it. So, well, your yeah, your brain, your brain will lie to you, but your soul doesn't. Oh, I love that. Your brain will lie to you, but your soul doesn't. That's like a little mic drop right there. <laughs> no, but it's so true. But we're so taught that like, we have to like, just yeah. listen to the thoughts. Yeah. But the thoughts are what gets us in trouble. So That's what I'm thinking is very overrated. I'm telling you, thinking is so overrated. And, and it's so interesting because my husband and I do a lot of business together and he is the thinker and the logic person. And there, there were times, this is when I really knew that I could totally like not ever second guess my instinct. We were talking about something. He goes, well, let me just put it in a spreadsheet and I'm going to do the analysis. And I was like, okay, you do that. And I'm just going to write down what I think we should be putting together for these packages. And we came back a day later and they were identical. His took a day and a half of spreadsheet data analysis. And mine was just my gut based on what had been happening and what I knew. And we joke about it, but I'm like, but he needs to do that. He will not be comfortable unless he puts it in a spreadsheet and does the Excel and that's fine. But I think is helping people migrate to the middle, helping people understand that both are equally beneficial. Mm-hmm. And if you have to defer to one, defer to your heart. Defer. To oh, your heart. I love that. I love that so much. And I love that you just mentioned that you have a partnership where you guys, it sounds like you guys balance each other out. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Okay. So my last question for you is, you know, some young woman really wants to step into her personal power. What is like the one last piece of advice that you would give her so that she can have sustainability in the workforce as a leader? Because you've given so many beautiful nuggets. I would say open your mouth and your heart at the same time. I can't I can't express enough. If you can dissect it any which way that you can, but when you do that, you're trusting your gut because you're opening your mouth. Mm-hmm. You, you're using your voice. When you open your mouth, you're speaking your mind and the world needs that. And the only way that you can be a leader is by sharing what's on the inside of you, that, that you, you have to lead from within. And, and so I, I would say I, I don't, even though it's hard for people to use that advice, it still is my go-to advice. 
It's the best advice because it's about being your authentic self, showing up in the world. And I would even take it one step further and saying, if, you know, if you believe in a higher power, when you open your mouth and your heart is open, you're channeling. Yes. That's, that's no, channeling. You, I'm not an artist, but I'm going to show you what happened in yoga one day after I had been saying this forever mm -hmm. and I miss going to yoga class, but I was laying there <laughs> thinking, open your mouth and your heart at the same time, open your mouth and your heart at the same time. And I literally saw talk about a moment of like, just divine, whatever you want to call it. I literally saw the word human. Ooh, okay. okay. Well, you can see this, but so mm -hmm. human is vertical mm -hmm. and divine is horizontal. And when they cross the M and the V crosses over. Oh my gosh. It looks like a heart. So the intersection of opening your mouth and your heart at the same time is exactly what you're talking about. It's oh the gosh. divine inside of you mm -hmm. being able to be represented and heard and experienced by the world. So I make oh t-shirts like this too. Everyone you do? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, tell us Linda, how we can be more connected with you, how we can find you, how we can learn more about your work. I mean, um, I just, I'm redoing my website. So there's only okay. a few pages, but I would say my website, Linda Cormier, and I spell my name with a Y. So lindacormier.com. Um, and then Instagram and Facebook, I have people helping me with it. I'm not super, you know, I'm not on there all the time, but if you go to my website and, and you want any information, I do every once in a while, like a blog or I'll announce, oh, I'm doing a group coaching, you know, cause I don't do Beautiful. it. I, that's probably the easiest way. And do you have what well, I do have one last question yeah. or is this wellness stuff? What would you tell is somebody really like, what are your go-to? Like if you're, you know, do you have on one of your blogs, like what you suggest is like to stay super healthy, especially during these times? Um, th there's a few things that come to mind. We're very fortunate. We're in four different countries. Wow. Um, we talked about energetic. What did you say? Energetic hygiene, hygiene or maintenance, energetic maintenance, yeah. hygiene. That's, that's this, this is an energetic, it's one of our products. It's a pendant. I wear it every oh. day and it reinforces your energy field. It allows you to deal with stress better. It helps. Um, and then our hydration system. I mean, the reason, if you think I look younger than I do, you the only thing like, tell you like decades younger than seriously. You. I mean, Thank seriously. You. Just say for those of you listening, I can see her right now. So, oh my gosh! So, what is the hydration system? So, the hydration that premise of the hydration is you want to be a grape, not a raisin, right? Mm -hmm. That's really the difference. It's dehydration, mm -hmm. and we have a patented technology that actually drinking one glass of the water once it's been activated with the device that we sell is like drinking three glasses of water. Wow. Because it's, it's, um, the absorbability is increased so much. Um, and so that, you know, that's our, that's our wellness company that we've had for over a decade now. That is so neat. And that pendant sounds amazing. Does it have like a sort of magnet in it or something or? It doesn't, it doesn't have a magnet, but it has an energy resonant technology okay. that works with the human body. There is some copper in there mm -hmm. in addition to the frequencies that are programmed in there, but it works with every human being um, people put it on pets, you know, uh, so it's, cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, for those of you listening, I'm going to make sure in the comments to put 
all of Linda's um, contact information and the website for those pendants and the water and all that kind of stuff. Cause, oh my God, I could have a whole nother podcast just on that as much as yeah, I I was, yeah there's a big category <laughs> and it's a big category of our products that I didn't even mention though. And it's very ironic is um, to offset the negative electromagnetic radiation from cell phones. Oh yeah. Um, we have a patented technology that helps mitigate that for people. Nice. Um, so anyways, that's, that's the wellness company. That's and right up my alley too. I have, I actually have some of that kind of stuff. I believe in all of that. So I don't have a pendant yet. So I'm going to have to go on your website and get a pendant, <laughs> but all of that stuff, I really do believe there's so much electromagnetic smog, you know, and there's so much that, uh, you know, in our diets and that we're, oh, there's just a lot of toxicity. So anything that we can do to help ourselves, like with the water and staying healthy and our electromagnetic fields and all of that I am all about. So that's so funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's lots, there's lots of information on there and you know, we'll okay. Okay. Well, I so enjoy getting to speak to you and thanks for sharing all your beautiful wisdom and everything about divine feminine leadership and what you're up to in the world. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for joining me today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, share the love and stay luminous and brave. Until next time, this is Donnell with Soften Podcasts.